Hello, you're listening to Industry Insights, the podcast from Wired Score that explores how technology is shaping the future of real estate. In this series, we're talking to some of the leading thinkers in the industry about the opportunities of today and the challenges of tomorrow that come with creating the world's smartest spaces. Today, we're focusing on sustainability and how one pioneering real estate company is putting ESG at the heart of its portfolio strategy. Carbon has been a huge focus for the last year or two. We've accelerated the need to track our carbon, make sure that people are understanding how to measure it, how to track it, and how to reduce it or eliminate it. I'm Katie Klein, North America Country Director here at Wired Score, the certification company dedicated to making the world's buildings smarter and better connected. Joining me is Jenny Whitson, Director of Sustainability and ESG at IQHQ, the real estate provider for the life science community. Thanks for joining us, Jenny. I'd like to start by learning a little more about your role at IQHQ. Thanks for having me, Katie. Happy to be here. I really oversee how sustainability and ESG is implemented across our corporate operations, our development projects, and our stabilized assets. Um, This role really requires integrating every aspect of our business from acquisitions and due diligence with our investment team to overseeing our sustainability requirements and how they're being incorporated into our development projects. As you may know, most of our portfolio is in development at this time. We're doing a lot with brand new ground up construction. Um, And then I also work with our teams such as our legal asset and property management teams, our marketing team and finance teams to ensure that our corporate policies that we recently rolled out last year are being implemented appropriately across the portfolio. We hear ESG and sustainability thrown around a lot. So for the audience, can you break down ESG for the the audience at a high level? Sure, so ESG stands for environmental, social, and governance, um, which are really just pillars that you can leverage to look at different topics. So the simplest way to explain ESG is that it's taking corporate social responsibility to a new and much broader level to encompass actionable strategies and metrics that can be measured and tracked for transparency. That's also aligned with industry standards and frameworks, which helps public and non-public companies standardize reporting. Our environmental policies address topics such as climate change and resiliency, due diligence for property acquisitions, energy, waste, and water management, sustainable procurement of materials, and, and things like the like. Social addresses corporate social responsibility and policies such as employee health and well-being, social impact, diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is huge in itself. And lastly, governance covers what policies and procedures a company has in place to ensure accountability and fiscal responsibility regarding business ethics and integrity. We're hearing about ESG and sustainability more and more in real estate. Your role is unique. But is this a role that you see popping up more across the industry? It certainly is popping up more. And I would say there's a lot of positions that did exist historically. They might have been VP or Director of Sustainability and just that. But now you're seeing ESG being tacked onto that title and that role and those functions. And that really does mean that you have to kind of broaden your area of expertise in knowing what ESG means And then how can you implement that across teams and cross-function with other people on a regular and daily basis? I would say some of the larger tech companies have been doing this for a long time, and they have whole teams that are focused on sustainability and ESG and maybe different aspects of ESG 
but commercial real estate is generally one person working on one team. IQHQ specializes in the life science community. We mentioned that at the top. Why that focus, Jenny? We have a lot of experience at our leadership team and the founders came from that field. Um, They all focused on life science in their previous professional careers. And so the founders really thought that the gap in the market is a life science developer that really knows how to develop life science and do it well. And that's our sole focus. And we want to create these districts where we have life science converge with research space, office space, sometimes retail, and make sure that there's amenities and services there at that district for tenants to want to come to the district. Through the pandemic, a lot of people switched to work from home, remote. Life science did not. There's a there's many life science tenants that cannot work remotely. And so we felt that this was a great opportunity to switch gears and really just focus on building out life science space because there is such a need and demand for that space. Tell me about the importance of technology in life science buildings. I think with the pandemic came an enormous focus on the design and development of of healthy buildings. And with healthy buildings, you're starting to see a lot more technology-focused solutions come into play. Life science tenants are certainly some of the most highly educated and tech-savvy consumers of real estate in any given market. And the demand for those spaces really requires us to show what we've done through certifications such as LEED, FitWell and or WELL certification. We obviously do wired score at all of our properties. And now we're starting to look at smart score certification, which you all have just rolled out. And that helps us really communicate how we've taken the necessary steps to create class A laboratory research and office space. With research and lab space, you know, we really aim to future-proof buildings, make them flexible, adaptable. There's a lot of startups that have kind of come out of this pandemic um, and needing different types of space, and maybe they're looking for flexible space as they grow. And they also need to have ease of connectivity, and Wired Score has helped us attract and ensure to tenants that we have set up redundancy and connectivity across our portfolio and our assets. All of these technologies that we're seeing require them to be connected, and that's either Wi-Fi enabled or cellular enabled, sometimes both. So we have to make sure that we have the technology and the backbone and the infrastructure in place to make sure the building is working as it should and that it's smart and that it's future-proofed. And it sounds like your tenants are expecting this sort of technology experience. And they certainly are looking for a different type of experience. So the one thing that we're doing right now, which is really interesting, is developing an entire master plan for smart buildings. We're looking at smart access controls. If they're driving from their home in an EV to the district, will they be guaranteed to have an EV charging station available? We're talking through all of these scenarios and then touchless controls all the way through the building getting up to their floor, if it's a high rise, we're really trying to figure out what the best experience is for the future tenants that we're building for. You alluded to something at the top that I want to go back to, sustainability versus ESG. Where do they overlap? Where do they depart? Where do we get them confused? I would say sustainability broadly can fall mostly under the environmental side of ESG, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't actually trickle into each category. But sustainable buildings is really something that we bucket under the environmental pillar. So, you know, we look at 
the sustainable design and construction standards for not only our development projects, but we also have lease exhibits where we hold tenants accountable for meeting those requirements that we've outlined early on pre-lease. And they are held to high standards for managing water, waste, energy, transparency with our data, so we'll share data to each other. And that's gonna help us really meet our corporate reporting requirements and, and allow them to also meet their climate change goals or whatever goals they may have set. How did the pandemic change the trajectory of the importance of ESG? You know, this term is thrown around a lot, but it was a great accelerator for technology and solutions to get deployed into buildings quickly. So that way they would allow for occupants to feel safe when they return to work, return back to buildings and allow property owners and property managers to monitor their buildings better from occupancy counts to indoor air quality. Following the UN COP26 conference, Last year, we saw a number of countries and organizations make really strong climate change commitments. So carbon has been a huge focus for the last year or two, um, more than it was even before. And so that's a big trend that I'm seeing is that we've accelerated the need to track our carbon, make sure that people are understanding how to measure it, how to track it, and how to reduce it or eliminate it. How do you benchmark your technology supporting ESG. How do you know where you stand across the portfolio? We realized since because we have so many properties in development that we needed to take a step back and figure out what our baseline requirements were for technology standards. So we started on this path to develop a smart building master plan to help us through that process. And then we can identify what should be standardized across our portfolio. And then beyond that, what is nice to have and then what each asset should specifically have. So if we have a smart parking system, for instance, that's going to be very different than something where we have a surface parking or just a standard parking garage. In your position, Jenny, I have to imagine that you see a lot of different technology solutions uh, that come across your desk. What are some of the most interesting ones that you've seen as of late? I have seen a lot. <laughs> there's there's a net zero accelerator that I've been an advisor for as a volunteer effort for the last three years um, based out of the USGBC Los Angeles chapter. We vetted about 40 or so companies this year just for the cohort. Out of those technologies, you know, we're seeing some really interesting different mechanisms for indoor air quality monitoring, which is to be expected. That was a huge demand and a huge response by a lot of startups. We've also seen some really interesting technologies that can reduce the energy at the circuit level through AI. And I don't know exactly how it works, but it definitely it has a, it's piqued my interest how we can reduce our energy consumption using AI technology buildings are coming to life. They really are. Right? They really are. But there's a fine line of, you know, making sure that we don't put too many bells and whistles into a building that are too complicated for an engineering team, boots on the ground to know how to run. And also just making sure we're balancing costs with practicality. You mentioned the simplicity and keeping it simple versus convoluted with all the different things that you could potentially explore and implement. How do you keep it simple, Jenny? That's the magic in the startups. They have to make it simple for us to use. So rolling things up to a platform for a portfolio level owner to look at, that's simplifying it the best for me. We're syncing all of our utility accounts right now into one platform. 
So at any given time, I can see, you know, what our carbon footprint is, what our energy, water, and sometimes waste, if we can automate that. I can look at a portfolio level view of that, run a report on different assets, and that's really where we can find efficiencies because I'll be able to get familiar with those reports month after month and then figure out where there might be an anomaly or something's wrong. Do you see certifications like Wired Score playing a role in helping your team keep it simple and make sure that you're meeting the needs of your tenants? Definitely. It's it's a checks and balances for us. Um, and it, I think it really helps our design consultants and teams figure out what they need to do. Typically before Wired Score, there really weren't any standards or a way to like prove the internet connectivity and the redundancy was there. And this is the most simple way for us to communicate to tenants that we've achieved these requirements. Tell me more about how Wired Score might help with the design. It helps to make sure that the drawings, the review of the drawings, is the biggest help, I think, because then we get a report, we get feedback. It's too hard to implement day two. So it's nice that we can do it day one, and or before day one, before construction, we can figure out. Uh, what we need to implement, and it's just nice to have that extra level of oversight on the project. Jenny, it's been a pleasure diving into the world of life science and how ESG and technology intersect. I am amazed at all the different initiatives that you're thinking about, that you're exploring. Thank you again for your time. That's it for this episode. Remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. I'm Katie Klein. Thanks for listening.